All right, everybody, good to see you Thursday night, and we are live. Just off of the pregame there with what Joe Biden was saying, he said that sanctions were never meant to deter. He never said that. It's actually a bull-faced lie. He and his administration both said that they were using sanctions to deter Vladimir Putin from invading Ukraine. Of course, it didn't work because Vladimir Putin has absolutely no fear of Joe Biden or his, or his administration. But let's take him at his word for just a moment. Let's, so, let's take a liar at his word for just a second. So he says that sanctions were never meant to deter. Sanctions don't really do anything. So we have to ask, and he just said that these sanctions that don't do anything are going to affect us all. Food shortages are real, is what he said, after publicly denying that would ever happen. He just lies, and then after he lies, he covers the lies with more lies, and then he covers the covering lies with more covering lies. So he says the food shortages are real, the food shortages that are caused by his sanctions that don't do anything. So let's ask the question, why, why impose any sanctions whatsoever then? What's the point? If the only people that you are hurting are as empty store shelves in the United States and in the European Union and around the world, then what's the point? When most, uh, when most fertilizer production, a large portion, I can't say most, but a large portion of fertilizer production and wheat is grown in Russia that we import, so the, the prices are going up at exponential rates for both products. And by the way, if fertilizer prices go up, and we're talking about from basically a farmer who used to use $100,000 worth of fertilizer is now using $800,000 worth of fertilizer, can you imagine what those prices are going to be? So it's not just wheat that's grown out of the ground. It'll be the fertilizer for the wheat that's grown out of the ground as well as everything else. So if fertilizer goes up by eight times the amount, can you imagine what that's going to do to food prices and food production? Where farmers will just say, you know what? Farmers that are probably operating under uh, the ownership of Bill Gates, the largest single, the, the largest private landowner, private farmland owner in America is Bill Gates. I wonder why that is, but it's all conspiracy theory. All these guys are just benevolent, altruistic people that are out to improve your life, right? Of course, just like, just like Voldemar Zelensky is just a benevolent president. He's just a benevolent president of a wonderful democratic state is what we're told. That's also bold-faced lies. So back to the sanctions, if they don't do anything, why do them? Again, you're talking about a World Economic Forum dictator versus a World Economic Forum dictator, just like you had Saddam Hussein versus the, the Ayatollah, Ayatollah Khomeini. What's the point of choosing sides? What's the point of leveling sanctions? If all they're going to do is hurt your own people or everybody else around the world that can't afford to be hurt, what's the point of leveling sanctions? You tell me, Tom, that you're saying don't do anything against Russia? That's what I'm saying. Well, why choose sides? Well, why exactly choose sides? What you do is choose the sides of the innocents. Many, many people in the Ukraine look at Voldemar Zelensky as, a, as an absolute dictator, not as, as some sort of benevolent elected president, elected via democratic election. That's not, many of them do not look at him that way. So why do we? Because that's the latest narrative. That's COVID 2.0. Let me start off with this tonight. Jenna Ellis tweet. Now, I want, to, I want to tell you this. When I saw this, this actually just brought peace to my heart. This is what you're supposed to do. Why does Donald Trump have to show this country what to do? Oh, Tom, you're just a Trump sycophant. No, I just tell the truth. Whenever Trump is right, I say he's right. Whenever he's wrong, I say he's wrong. I think he was a fantastic president with the exception of two things. Our national debt 
in Operation Warp Speed. Everything else he did was really good. Now, those two things are really huge failures, though. Operation Warp Speed may be the most cataclysmic event that's ever occurred on the face of this earth. However, why is it that Donald Trump has to set the pace for Western society? Why is it that he has to do that? Why does he have to, basically, Donald Trump was a Democrat for most of his life, a liberal Democrat, really, for, with the exception of some blue blood Republican tendencies in economics. However, for, mo- for all intents and purpose, purposes for social issues, he was a left-leaning person for most of his life. Why is it that he has to show Republicans how to deal with the Democrats? This is what you do. You have breaking. Trump sues, Hillary Clinton, the DNC, Mark Alliance, uh, Mark Elias, Fusion GPS, and others for conspiring to cripple his bid for, for the presidency and accusations of collusion with hostile, with, it, with hostile, with quote, hostile foreign country. Look at this list of defendants. Go to the next one for me, Will. This is, this is on the, yeah, put it up big, as big as you can make it so I can read it. There you go. Oh, it's perfect, Aaron, perfectly right there. If you can't read this, I'm going to read it to you. I'm not necessarily going to read every one, of the, every one of these names on here, but you'll recognize most of who they are if you pay any attention to the news whatsoever. Here's the list of the liars let's just go over this very briefly what happened of course was hillary clinton gathered up open source data use open source data means freely available on the internet who got that open source data christopher Steele. christopher Steele was hired by fusion gps which was hired by perkins cuey which is mark elias basically to drum up they talked to igor dancheco you'll see his name on there they talked to igor dancheco and just made up barroom lies the russian pp tape donald trump being peed on by russian hookers all that bull face lies they did it to try to defeat him in an election they knew it was bull face lies and that's one thing so you have all those bull face lies many of them sworn to under oath by James Clapper, sworn to under oath by John Brennan, sworn to under oath by Hillary Clinton, and all of these people need to be prosecuted. However, this is a civil lawsuit, so destroy them financially. The Clintons are worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars because they have pimped and hoarded their, their influence via the Hillary Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation, of which, don't ever forget, they received $150 million from Uranium One, which is a Vladimir Putin uranium company, at which time Hillary Clinton sold 20% of the United States' uranium to that Russian firm, which is basically owned and operated by Vladimir Putin himself. So here's the list of, of, of defendants that Donald Trump is suing. Hillary Clinton, DNC, uh, Michael Sussman, Mark, Mark Elias, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Mark, Charles Halliday, uh, Jake Sullivan, love it, currently a member of the, of the Biden administration, John Podesta, Robert Mook, Philip Raines, Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, Peter Frisk, Nellie Orr, Bruce Orr, Orbis, Business Intelligence LTD, Christopher Steele, Igor Danchenko, I love the other, some other names on here are interesting, James Comey, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Clevin Klein-Smith, who's ever already pleaded guilty for lying to the FBI and fabricating an official document, Andrew McCabe, and I hope he sues more. But that, this is what you have to do. If you want to, now what else should, what should be happening? Brett Kavanaugh should be suing Christine Blasey Ford. Why is it that Clarence Thomas didn't sue Anita Hill? And, Donald, and listen, Donald Trump also needs to sue Adam Schiff. These are people who went out there and defamed them and tried to ruin their lives. And if they could, they'd lock them up in prison. It's not, you need to understand something about Democrats. This is the real game. This is real life. They will put you in prison 
for 20 or 30 years. They tried to put Roger Stone in prison for nine years for doing the exact same thing. They alleged he didn't do the exact same thing. They alleged that he did. That Hillary Clinton, James Clapper, and John Brennan did, which was perjured. And now, of course, Anthony Fauci has done, which is perjured themselves in front of a congressional hearing. They, he was sentenced to nine years, and he was pardoned by Donald Trump. But all of them were going to walk scot-free. Do you think that they would have cared at all? That every single night they went to bed, they went to bed and, and went in their posh mansions on Martha's Vineyard and Barack Obama with his mansion in Martha's Vineyard, Vineyard, his mansion in Hawaii, all of which are supposed to be underwater by now, and his mansion in Washington, D.C. as he snuggled up and spooned with Michael Obama every night. Do you think that they would sit there and worry about that they've stuck, they've left people languishing in prison? Do you think George W. Bush and Barack Obama, after causing many of our military members to be locked up in Leavenworth for 20 or 30 years for rules of engagement violations in the Afghan and Iraq wars, do you think they, do you think they have trouble sleeping at night? Absolutely not. They are globalists. They're demonic people who only, and I mean that, they are demonic people that only care about themselves. They don't care. So all these people need to be sued. They need to be put under oath and they need to, their lies need to be crimes. So why is it that Donald Trump has to show the way? Sue these people, but, but you know what? Sarah Palin tried to do the same thing, but she lost in court recently, but God bless her for trying. For, but the problem is it all depends on what judge. She's suing the New York Times in New York City. So good luck when you have Letitia James's uh, Justice Department in charge of the judicial system in New York City. So here's something we need to remember especially in light of right now as we're seeing the basically the coronation of Katanji Brown Jackson, the most unqualified, the most leftist, I mean a leftist propagandist hack being sworn in to the Supreme Court, coronated into the Supreme Court as we speak. We need to go back. And, and this is what Clarence Thomas should have done at this time was sue Anita Hill. Sue her freaking butt off ruin her life for trying to ruin yours and it's not a matter of taking vengeance it's a matter of justice it's a matter of stopping these people because they did the same thing to bork then they did the same thing to clarence thomas all false allegations and then they did the same thing to brett kavanaugh you have to stop these people and then they did the same thing to donald trump wiretapping his phone lines, both in the White House and in Trump Tower, making up a collusion hoax, of which that's what he's suing everybody over now. A collusion hoax that wasn't just political. It cost taxpayers $42 million, not to mention the salaries of all the FBI agents, 40-some-odd that worked on that case, as well as Robert Mueller. I mean, it, these people need to be held accountable. So hearken back with me. This is a great video, about three minutes long, of Clarence Thomas speaking to his crucifixion. Play it for me. Committee will please come to order. Judge, it's a tough day and tough night for you, I know. Let me uh, ask, do you have anything you'd like to say before we begin? I understand that... Uh, your preference is, uh, which is totally and completely understandable, that we go one hour tonight, 30 minutes on each side. Is Am I correct in that? That's right. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way 
that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill, that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. A second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. I think that it is disgusting. I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt, was searched for by staffers of members of this committee, was then leaked to the media, and this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. How would any member on this committee, any person in this room, or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion? Or this dirt dredged up in this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner? How would any person like it? The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, my life, and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. US Senate rather than hung from a tree. Exactly. And you look at how Joe Biden started that hearing. He comes to you with this fraudulent little grandpa-ish rhetoric. He acts like he's all caring. Understand, that's who these people are. They will come. They'll lock you in prison while they're acting like they're your best friend, while they're acting like that your interests are most important to them. That's who these people are. They are absolute frauds. And it's not just Democrats. It's also establishment Republicans. All they care about is themselves. Joe Biden there at the beginning of the hearing, this is what you want, judge. We're here for you, judge. They're bold-faced, demonic people. That's who they are. Understand that. And notice the, notice the similarities. Of course, you had the Anita Hill claiming all sorts of sexual innuendo against Clarence Thomas 
No dates, no times, no proof, no witnesses, nothing. Just like Christine Blasey Ford, they do their typical Democratic thing, gets leaked to a Democratic uh, uh, um, uh, um, operative, gets leaked to one one of the congressmen or senators operatives, then it goes to the senator, and then the senator leaks it into the media and tries to destroy the person's life to get them to step down from the nomination so maybe they can get a more liberal representative, you know, to be nominated to the Supreme Court. That's what they want. But what should have happened was Clarence Thomas, as much as I love him, as much as I admire him and respect him, which I do, he should have sued Anita Hill's butt off. And then that we never would have seen Christine Blasey Ford. Bork should have done the same thing with his false accusers. Why does this never, why, where, where, you know, where's the dude right now for, for Katanji Brown Jackson? I love it. I believe it was Jesse Kelly actually put it out there. And he said, it, basically anybody that the Democrats nominate, I just want to let you know I was raped by them. That's exactly what, I mean, you know what? Give it to them. Have some dude stand up and say, you know what? I feel like that I was, and I'm just kidding about this. I never would have anybody lie or do anything, you know, to perjurous like this. But just think about it, and just as a silly example, as a silly caricature, have a guy stand up and say, you know what? Katanji Brown Jackson said all sorts of sexual things to me, tried to, you know, touch this, touch that, with no dates, no times, and, and have her answer for that. And that's exactly what they've been doing for years. And then Donald Trump comes in and says, you know what? I've had enough. This is, this is what we need are outsiders like that. That come in and say, you know what? I've had it. All right, switching topics. Raheem Kassam tweet. Exclusive. <laughs> it's all about the benevolent president, super Voldemar Zelensky, the saint, the one who has taken over for St. Patrick, according to Nancy Pelosi, right? Exclusive. Hunter Biden biofirm partnered with Ukrainian researchers. But it's all about your health, folks. Never forget that. You know, benevolent, grandpa-ish Joe Biden. It's all about your health. Anthony Fauci, Hunter Biden biofirm partnered with Ukrainian researchers. Strange. And isolating what? Uh, Deadly pathogens using funds from Obama's Defense Department. Here's the article. National Post. National Pulse, this is Raheem Kassam. An investment firm directed by President Joe Biden's son or Hunter Biden was, le- was a leading financial backer of a pandemic tracking and response firm. Funny how that all works out, isn't it? And lo and behold, you have a pandemic that comes out in 2020 to destroy uh, Trump's economy. Strange how the Democrats are always involved. They're always involved at a rudimentary level causing the problems that they offer the solutions to. Isn't that strange? Backer of a pandemic tracking and response firm that collaborated on identifying and isolating deadly pathogens in Ukrainian laboratories, receiving funds from the Obama administration's Defense Department in the process, the natural the, na- the National Pulse can exclusively reveal. Amongst the companies listed on archived versions of RSTP's portfolio in Metabiota. Metabiota, remember, remember who these companies are. Uh, uh, Rosemont Seneca, that's RSTP. Rosemont Seneca, that's Hunter Biden's firm. And Meta Biota is where he was sending Barack Obama's Defense Department dollars as well as his own into this bio weapons, but oh, oh, whoops, you're not allowed to say bio weapons, this bio uh, research laboratory, Meta Biota. 
an ostensibly San Francisco-based company. Strange, who's from San Francisco? Uh, Kamala Harris, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, who had a Chinese spy as her driver for 20 years, an ostensibly San Francisco-based company that purports to detect, track, and analyze emerging infectious diseases. Strange how they're always in on the very problems that they offer solutions to. Financial reports reveal that Rosemont Seneca, Hunter Biden's firm, led the company's first round of funding in 2015, the first round of, Bio, of Meta Biota's funding, which amounted to 30 million. Former managing director and co-founder of Rosemont Seneca, Neil Callahan, a name that also appears many times on Hunter Biden's hard drive, sits on Meta Biota's board of advisors alongside former Clinton official Rob Walker, who discussed in another unearthed Hunter Biden hard drive email, reaching out to the Obama Department of Defense with regard to Meta Biota. In July of 2021, the National Pulse exclusively revealed the connection between Meta Biota, Hunter Biden, and the pandemic-linked, get ready, EcoHealth Alliance, of which received $3.7 million from Anthony Fauci's National Institutes for Allergy and Infectious Disease. Isn't it weird how all of this runs together? That you have all of these Democratic operatives that are involved in managing infectious pandemics, managing infectious diseases. And lo and behold, what is it that plagued the earth? You know, you have Hunter Biden, who's linked with $30 million to Metabiota. Metabiota is linked with EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak. Peter Daszak received $3.7 million. That's all we know about right now from Anthony Fauci to fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Bill Gates funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The CCP funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The NIH funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And our Defense Department was also food uh, funding Metabiota which is another Wuhan Institute of Biology, Virology. Strange how that works, isn't it? But it's all about y'all. Get your mask back on and shut up and lock down. And you know, I can't resist but say it. When are you gonna wake up, Christians? When are you gonna wake up, conservatives? When are you gonna stop pimping and whoring vaccines? When are you gonna stop running the company line? Well, I'm vaccinated, I just wanna put that out there first. I'm just against vax mandates. Take your opinion and shove it up your own caboose. All right, here's the, here's, I just want to run this montage. Will, we'll run these in succession until I tell you to stop. Here's just a montage. Oh, wait, I put that up there. I'm sorry, Will. Yeah, thank you. This is, this is, a, this is an actual email. I just want to read the top line. Meta Biota. You'll notice the names on top. Hunter Biden and Devin, Devin Archer from Rosemont Seneca. Look at the top line. I'm going to have a friend reach out to the DOD, Department of Defense, under Barack Hussein Obama, on the down low. But it's all about your health, right? This is all right-wing conspiracy. No, it's looking these conspiracies are looking you right in the eyes. And they are not conspiracies. They are absolute truth. There are bioweapons labs in the Ukraine funded by the Department of Defense, and they all know it, including establishment Republicans. But if you dare say that, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a, you're a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. You'll be banned off of social media. What They just can't stand the truth because they're all bull-faced, demonic liars of their father, the devil. So here we go to Katanji Brown-Jackson, the most unqualified. They won't release her LSAT scores. 
because you know, they were obviously very, very low. If she had great LSAT scores, what would be the first thing they do upon request of their release? They release them. Look how brilliant she is. She has no experience. She has no business. She is nothing but a progressive, globalist, liberal hack who believes in the butchering of the unborn, men in women's restrooms, and can't identify which, what a woman is, what a male is, what a female is. She can't identify. Watch this montage of videos. Play for me, Will. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. When, when, uh, when does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. One more thing on this, same idea. You said you were viewing, this is you to the defendant, you were, you were viewing sex acts between children who were not much younger than you. And this whole discussion is about why you're only giving him three months. Judge, he was 18. These kids are eight. I don't see in what sense they're peers. I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 16-month-old at home. And I live in fear that they will be exposed to, let alone exploited, in this kind of material. I don't understand you saying to him that they're peers and that, therefore, you were viewing sex acts between children who are not much younger than you and that that's, that's somehow a reason to only give him three months. Help me understand this. Senator, I don't have the record of that entire case. As Langston Hughes let, wrote, oh, let America be America again. The land that never has been yet, but yet must be the land where everyone is free. Oh, yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me, but I swear this oath, America will be. That is the story of how you got to this desk. You and I and everyone here, generations of folk who came here and said, America, I'm Irish, you may say, no, Irish or dogs need to apply, but I'm going to show this country that I can be free here. I can make this country love me as much as I love it. Chinese Americans first forced into mere slave labor, building our railroads, connecting our country, saw the ugliest of America, but they were going to build their home here. So America, you may not. He presented all of his diplomas and certificates and the things that he had done and argued consistent with what I was seeing in the record that this particular defendant had gotten into this in a way that was, I thought, inconsistent with some of the other cases that I had seen. Part of what a judge is doing as required by Congress is thinking about this case, thinking about unwarranted sentencing disparities, that's in the statute, other cases, other determinations that a judge may have made about this. I don't remember in detail this particular case, but I do recall it being unusual. Your child pornography possession crime was egregious in the court's view. Okay, so this is a bad one. If you're actually sentencing defendants, you said this was egregious. 
What did you sentence Stewart for? The guidelines said 97, 121 months. Prosecutor said 97 months. You said it's egregious. 6,700 images. You come in with 57 Time months. Time has expired. Why Senators did you sentence him to just 57 of- months in the Stewart case? Do you want to address that? Because you're claiming it's cherry picking. In fact, you're welcome to explain any of these cases. But let's take the Stewart case. Why Coons, did you sentence him for half the amount? You're not recognized, Senator. Senator if, Coons. You don't want her to answer that question? You wouldn't allow her any. Mr. Chairman, she may answer the question. I've asked her why she sentenced Stewart. You've gone over the time, Senator, by two minutes. Why she? Because you've interrupted me for two minutes, Mr. Chairman. Will you allow her to answer the question, or do you not want the American people to hear <laughs> why, with someone she described as uh, well, an egregious? You know, there comes a point, Senator, where you get a little bit. Chairman Durbin, will you allow her to answer the question? You won't allow her to answer. I, I, I will happily allow her to. The question is Senator, why you thank you, Chairman Stewart, an egregious child pornography possessor. So, to, to half of the amount Please, requested by the prosecutor. Please, Senator. Will you allow her to a- answer the question, Chairman Durbin? Senator Coons. Thanks. Why are you not allowing her to answer the question? There's You're not another senator here that you've not allowed her to answer the question. You're I'm not asking another question, but allow her to answer the question, Chairman Durbin. Thank you, Chairman Durbin. Why do you not want the American people to know what happened in the Stewart case or any of these cases? Chairman Durbin, I've never seen the chairman refuse to allow a witness to answer a question. You can bang it as loud as you want. Well, I can just tell you, at some point, you have to follow the rules. Okay, will you let her answer the question? You've, you've been interrupting. Me? And by the way, with Senator Graham, it went 10 minutes over. You've sure taken did. a big chunk of the time. Will you allow her to answer the question? You've given her Why no are you afraid of her? She's welcome to answer it right now. Will you let her? Senator Coons. Will you let, so no, you don't want her to answer the question? Senator Coons. Will you let her answer Thank- the question? Chairman Durbin. So yesterday, uh, under under questioning from Senator Blackburn, uh, you told her that that you couldn't define what a woman is, uh, that you were not a biologist, which which I think you're the the only Supreme Court nominee in history who's been unable to answer the question, what is a woman? Uh, let me ask you, as a judge, how would you determine if a plaintiff had Article Three standing? Uh, to challenge a gender-based rule, regulation, policy, uh, without being able to determine what a woman was? So, Senator, I know that I'm a woman. I know that um, Senator Blackburn is a woman, and the woman who I um, admire most in the world is in the room today, my mother. Um, It sounded as though the question was... But let me ask, under the modern leftist sensibilities, if, if... I decide right now that that I'm a woman, um, then apparently I'm a woman. Does that mean that I would have Article Three standing to challenge a gender-based restriction? Senator, to the extent that you are asking me about um, who has the ability to bring lawsuits based on gender, those kinds of issues are working their way through the courts, and I'm not able to comment on them. Okay, if, if, if I can change my gender, if I can be a woman, and then an hour later, if I decide I'm not a woman anymore, I guess I would lose Article Three standing. Uh, tell me, does that same principle apply to other protected characteristics? For example, I'm, I'm an Hispanic man. Could, could I decide I was an Asian man? Would, would I have the ability to be an Asian man and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? Senator, I'm not able to answer your question. You're asking me about hypotheticals and um, 
Well, I'm asking you how you would assess standing if I, if I came in and said, I have decided I identify as an Asian man. I would assess standing the way I assess other legal issues, which is to listen to the arguments made by the parties, consider the relevant precedents, uh, and the constitutional principles involved, and make a determination. Okay. okay. There you see the usual Democratic Party, useless world, word salad, filibustering. Uh, these are hypotheticals. They're not hypotheticals. There's certain what, what Senator Cruz was asking about is a certain employment requirements around the country where you can't discriminate against people for being a woman, can't discriminate, can't discriminate against them for being Asian or black or what, but you can't discriminate against white people, of course, where we know that because we know that white people need not apply to be the latest Supreme Court nominee. White people or Hispanic people or Asian people or males total in totality. Can't, don't even apply because Joe Biden said, I'm going to nominate a black female to the Supreme Court and nobody else need to apply. We got that. But what Senator Cruz was asking was, you know what, with these employment requirements and also requirements as far as any sort of discrimination, can I just claim, say you go in you know, for a job interview. And they're only going to hire women because they're, they're underneath their federally mandated quota of women or quota of Hispanics. Can you just go ahead and identify as a woman then for the day? I go in there, well, we only can hire women right now because we have a federally mandated uh, quota that says we have to have a certain percentage of our workforce has to be women, Hispanic, black, whatever it may be. So can I identify as a black man, as a black woman, as an Hispanic man, as a Hispanic woman, and, and all of those protections are now afforded to me. Am I allowed to do that? It's not hypothetical, really. It's a yes or no question. It, since you can't define what a woman is, and those women are the ones who get Article Three protections in the workplace, as well as certain races, then if I identify as those protected races and sexes, then do I also get those afforded protections? Simple question, yes or no. It's very easy, they won't answer. Because their beliefs are completely demonically nonsensical in Jesus' name. That's the truth. All right, let's go to the next one. Accuracy in media. You got John D. Oh, John D., you're right. You're right. Well, I'm wrong. John, I'm always wrong. Spoiler alert. This is something I wanted everybody to see, although I skipped it. Republicans, actually, as usual, as the Republicans put forth the civil rights legislation in the 60s that all the Democrats voted against. Spoiler alert. Republicans nominated the first black woman to the Supreme Court 19 years ago, but who filibustered it out of existence? Joseph Robinette Biden, of course, filibustered her nomination. There you go. It's got nothing to do about race. It has to do with political. It has to do with political expediency, political ideology. And by the way, if you think that the Joe Bidens and the Barack Obamas of the world are liberal, they are not liberal. They are not libertarian. They are basically monarchs. They are globalist totalitarians who simply use racial quotas, transgenderism, COVID-19 to usher in their totalitarianism. They use, they use climate change, but notice they don't believe in climate change. They use COVID-19, but they don't wear masks and they don't social distance. Barack Obama has his, what, 60th birthday? with hundreds and hundreds of people, not social distance, but then at makes you, mandates you to wear, to wear masks and get, and get vaccinated because it's simply a vehicle. Race politics, transgenderism, COVID-19, defund the police are all race, are all simple, uh, just, just vehicles for them to usher in 
Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, of which they all gleefully attend. Oh, that's conspiracy theory. Then why do they all go there? Why is Barack Obama and Joe Biden and Davos every, every, every time they have their summit, which was, I think, about a month and a half ago? Why are they there every single time? If they're not there in person, why do they zoom in? Why exactly? I mean, I, I, get, I can't say they're there every single time, so I take that back, but we know that they've been there numerous times. And if they dislike Anthony Fauci this year, he didn't go in person, but he made sure because it wasn't safe because of COVID. But then all those restrictions have been, have been taken down since then, you know, because it's not politically expedient because you have an election coming up in November. But of course, he zooms in. All right, accuracy in media. If you're wondering why it is that we end up with a Supreme Court nominee, Ketanji Brown Jackson, who cannot define what a male or a female is, she cannot define it, this is why I put together a montage here of, te- of what's going on, what teachers are teaching, what teachers represent, what teachers are propagating. They'll tell you that it's not CRT. They'll go, well, it's not CRT because we've renamed it TRC or we've, or we've renamed it RCT, whatever it may be. They just rename it, but it's all the same thing. But the reason why we are ending up with the people being nominated to leadership positions that, that, are, that are being nominated now, yes, it's political expediency, but they've been dumbed down. Katanji Brown Jackson sits on a board for a private school that pushes CRT and transgenderism. That's who these people are. Here's a montage of what teachers are teaching both in public and private schools. Play the first one for me. Just learning how to worm around all of those weird things that are out there. Change the label, same stuff. And I thought it was kind of brilliant. At the end of the day, if the teacher was doing that, they could still close the door and do it now, couldn't they? Exactly. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. This is Adam Gillette with another investigation from Accuracy in Media. So this dumb new law doesn't mess with you guys? Not yet. No. Emotional learning. We can't say that here anymore. It's mental health. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh my God. No, we did have a big. She already came for it. We already had a big blow up with that. So we still do. We just call it mental health. So it's just you know our mental health curriculum. Okay. Who's against mental health curriculum? Not me. Okay. Nope. If you are, then that really. (laughs) (laughs) Then you need mental health curriculum. Yes, you do. So we're trying. We're trying to make that transition um, to you know. That's probably a bad word to mention here too. It's all mental health. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's just all the different words you have to use, and of course we don't do C. We don't. So, yeah. Yeah. We're just learning how to worm around all of those weird things that are out there. Social and emotional learning is often a Trojan horse to push critical race theory into classrooms. But many parents now have caught on to that fact. As a result, some teachers have had to adapt. I just went to a superintendent's meeting last week and the district was intentional to switch out uh, social emotional learning to uh, behavior adaptations. Like they just Hmm. changed the name? Changed the label, same stuff. And I thought, it's kind of a bummer they have to do that, but on the same hand, it's kind of brilliant. Heck yeah. (laughs) Because they don't care about this, even though it's the same as this, but it's the label.
four-year-old in my class today was naming all the girls in class and then she said my name and I just tell her I'm not a girl don't include me and then another four-year-old whipped around like mixed kid is a people <laughs> and another four-year-old at a different table looks at her and goes they're a they made my non-binary teacher heart very happy today made my non-binary teacher heart very happy today get your kids the heck out of public school switching to COVID. take a look at this pic i just these are this is a nice little montage put together hillary clinton remember all three in the picture triple triple jabbed double jabbed with the booster all three hillary clinton well i've tested positive for COVID. i've got some mild cold symptoms but i am feeling fine i heard the greatest the greatest comparison that i got today was this would be like bragging about a condom after you're pregnant well i've tested positive for covid after I, i've got some mild covid symptoms but i'm feeling fine i am more grateful than ever that i wore a condom for the protection for the protection vaccines but now i'm pregnant can provide against serious illness but get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already I've just tested positive, Barack Obama says. I've had a scratchy throat for a couple days, but I am feeling fine. Otherwise, Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, and she has tested negative. It's a reminder to get vaccinated. If you haven't already, ease it even as cases go down. Jen Psaki, thanks to the vaccine, she's also now COVID positive. Thank, for, by the way, for the second time in like six months, she's COVID positive, triple vaxxed. Thanks to the vaccine, I have only experienced mild symptoms. In alignment with White House COVID-19 protocols, I will work from home and plan to return to work in person at the conclusion of a five-day isolation period and a negative test. Go to the next one for me. Kyle Becker, Klaus Schwab, founder of the WF, now has the dreaded triple COVID. So you got the alpha variant, then you got the delta variant, now you got the Omicron variant, and now you've got the dreaded another three-time vax, maybe four times vax, who knows if Klaus Schwab has gotten the fourth booster. He now has the dreaded triple COVID. I wonder what, you know, you have to wonder, of course, what exactly is the MO, what exactly is the motive behind all of these people announcing that they have a cold? You have to ask yourself, what, what exactly is the motive? Is it to just continue to keep COVID alive? It's like I've told you now for a while. As you see them drop their mask mandates, and even some are dropping their mask mandates, please understand that they are keeping their emergency powers in place. The state of emergency was just extended by the United States Senate by a pure, pure uh, party line vote. It was just extended. We are still under a COVID-19 state of emergency. Breaking 9-11 tweet, Jen Psaki again. White House, press secretary test positive, will not be traveling to Europe with Joe Biden. That's probably a plus for the United States. Go to the next one. Thanks to the vaccine, I only have experienced mild symptoms. There it is again, a little bit redundant from the last thing. Zuby tweet. No, the next one, there you go. There are certain images that just sum up the pandemic more than any words can. Put, the, put on the big pic, there you go. For the, when, when cameras aren't around, well, they, they're so stupid that they actually think cameras, there's times when cameras aren't around. You know when, cam, leave this up, you know when cameras weren't around? Basically in the early 90s. 
And at some point, and we transitioned over the 90s into the 2000s, where there is always a camera around. These people are zealots, but they're stupid. That's our advantage, always. They have great zealousness. They are very, they're full of zeal, but they are galactically stupid. When they think the cameras are on, look at a mug. And then when the cameras are on, when they think the cameras are on, then of course they strap the masks on. All the while mandating people by the hundreds of thousands and even millions lose their jobs for not masking, lose their livelihoods for not taking vaccinations. And they don't care because Boris Johnson and Joe Biden are evil, demonic, globalist, new world order, Klaus Schwab sycophants. That's who they are. Go to the next one for me. Rise Melbourne video. The narrative is crumbling. Listen to Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand. Play it for me. And so, from 11.59 p.m. Monday, 4 April, vaccine passes will no longer be required to be used as part of the COVID-19 protection framework. There will be some businesses, events or venues who may still wish to use them for their own reasons and they can if they wish to do so. We will maintain the systems in place and update the passes over time to include boosters. But for now, they will no longer be mandated. I say for now, so I will still provide the same disclaimer that every country realistically must. That should there be a variant that demands it or a change in circumstances, we may need them again. But for post-peak, that will no longer be the case. Notice how two things you need to notice. First of all, notice she never said we're going to hire everybody back that we forcefully fired under our vaccine mandate. Never said that anybody's going to be hired back. Secondly, notice what she said at the end. She said that we're going to do this for now. She still has her emergency powers in place. As soon as they all get Emmanuel Macron's up for re-election, you have the Congress and the Senate up for re-election. In the United States, this is all this is about. And then all the while, while they're doing that chilling, they make sure that globalist figures like Saki, like Biden, like Klaus Schwab, like Barack Obama, like Hillary Clinton, all come out with their mild COVID so they can say COVID's still around. COVID's always going to be around, just like the flu and the common cold will always be around. Here's what's really happening in New Zealand. You don't, we don't hire the unvaccinated. Leave this up now. Go home. We don't hire the unvaccinated. Go home. You're thinking, well, you know what? That sounds like a private company put that up because they're obviously not going to hire the unvaccinated. Put the next one up for me, Will. This is what it really, if you look at the fine print at the bottom, this is who put out that sign. Jacinda Ardern put out that sign. COVID19.gov.New Zealand. That's who put up that gov. We don't hire the unvaccinated. Go home. That's who these people are. She comes up with her horse grin at the podium acting like she's some, again, benevolent elected prime minister and that she's looking out for your well-being. Absolutely not. We don't hire the unvaccinated. Go home is her attitude. And it's got nothing to do with vaccination. It has nothing to do with stopping the spread because vaccinations don't stop transmission or infection. It has to do with ushering in Revelation chapter 13, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's what it's about. Vaccines as, as critical race theory is a vehicle to usher in totalitarianism as transgender acceptance you will and homosexual acceptance 
homosexual marriage, homosexuality. It's not good enough to just tolerate it. You have to accept it. It's all a vehicle to end up controlling you. How it would work is, well, you've got to have this many transgender people on the board of your company. Therefore, now the board of your company is controlled by who? Your government up to globalists. That's what it is from day one. It's the same thing with COVID-19. It's a way to get them to control you. Well, you have COVID-19, we have to stop this spread, even though vaccines don't stop the spread. So now they control you. Now they can say, we need to make sure that we stop the spread. So now they have an injectable entity, so to speak, in your body that they're mandating. Same thing that they would have if you had to have a certain amount of transgenders or homosexuals or Asians or blacks on the board of your company, whatever it may be. And now the company, now the government, the federal government has infiltrated your company and is now controlling your company. It's the same thing with COVID-19, but now it's for every individual. Well, now through vaccines, they mandate your life as they mandate those companies. That's been the point from day one, COVID-caving Christians, COVID-caving conservatives, and COVID-caving clergy. When will you acknowledge it? God, let me just say this to all the Christians out there, until and all the pastors, namely, all the Christian leaders. You've noticed your ministries are shriveling up. Do you know why? Because you've not humbled yourself and said, I was wrong. You're still pretending. You're still typing messages off the internet about honor and respect and a good marriage and being the best you you can be. Whatever it is, you're typing those messages off the internet to avoid the feces-covered elephant that's in the room in that you blew it when it came to COVID. You know you blew it. When will you acknowledge it and say, I was wrong? Your church is not coming back. Your ministry is not coming back. And for those of you that think you're flourishing, you're not flourishing. You're running from the Bible. And if you don't preach the Bible, then you're not preaching Jesus because Jesus is the word. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. Jesus is the word. So if you're not preaching the Bible, what exactly it is, what exactly is it that you're preaching? Always ask yourself that question. What's the purpose of me existing as a Christian ministry when I avoid Bible verses? Ask yourself that. Because if Jesus is the word, there are three, they bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And if I'm avoiding the word, what am I? Am I a Christian? Am I a pastor? Absolutely not, because Jesus is the word. You're preaching something, but what you're preaching is heresy. And the moment COVID-19 showed up on your doorstep, what should you have done? Second Timothy chapter four, verse two, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reproving, exhorting, reproving, rebuking, and exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine. Yes, you will suffer with a large portion of my church left, but now my church is nine times the size that it was two years ago because i just sowed the word of god i said to my congregation we will never close we will never vaccinate we will never quarantine we will never social distance we will never lock down if you notice behind dick durbin in that hearing when he was going back and forth with ted cruz behind him was like 47 containers of alcohol gel as all the senate idiots go in there and put alcohol gel all over themselves for a virus that doesn't that doesn't get transmitted by touch but again, that was a time that why would they do it then? Because it's all about theater to end up controlling people's lives. 
But the Christians, you need to come up first. You need to be like the, the name of our, of our website, of, our, of, of, you know, what do we call it, Aaron? Our, our streaming platform. Black Robe TV. This need, Christians need to be Black Robe and addressing like the Black Robe Regiment in the Revolutionary War, stepping up and getting vo- involved and stop using, well, you, you got to leave politics off the pulpit. You're a coward if you use that statement. It's not in the Bible. You're just afraid. You need to step up and say, I was wrong. I never should have masked. I never should have pimped and hoard vaccines. I never should have closed. I never should have locked down and social distance. I never should have quarantined. Because look where we are now in two years, into, into, into two years after we were, we were promised 15 days to flatten the curve. And now we're two years into 15 days to flatten the curve. What's up next? Dr. Simone Gold? All right, put it up there for me. There we go. Jen Psaki. We don't know. This is Jen Psaki. She's quoting Jen Psaki from America, Frontline Doctors, hero, Simone Gold, absolute hero. This is what you do, pastors. Why does Simone Gold have to show you the way, pastors, evangelical pastors? Why does she have to show you the way that you risk it all for the truth? Well, you know, I don't want to, you know, close down because a lot of the wisdom class of my church will leave. You're a coward. You're a coward. Same thing if you're a politician. Well, people won't vote for me. You stand in the truth. Let the chips fall where they may. God will honor you. Simone Gold, Jen Psaki. We don't know, this is she quoting Jen Psaki, whether COVID-19 harms older people more than younger people. How can Jen Psaki even say that? And this was just two weeks ago. Not even two weeks ago. This was last week. And she was talking about Joe Biden going off to Ukraine. Really, Jen, the average age of death exceeds the life expectancy around 79. So the average age of death in America is 77. The average age of death of COVID-19 is 79. So you have, a, you have a chance of living two years longer if you died of COVID. We've known this for two years, but yet you have lies being propagated, of course, from the White House without hesitation because it's never been about, it's never been about your health from day one. The administration is so detached from the science, it's criminal. RNC research video. Here she is saying it. Play it for me. If the president, 79 years old, president of the United States, were to get COVID, might be more serious than, uh, you know, somebody in their 20s. Well, we, we don't know that, um, but we also know that COVID impacts people of all ages and uh, and a range of, but when we take what we do here, Jen, is not, not exactly. That's enough. So there you go. Bold face lies. We don't know that. The average age of death from your corrupt Rochelle Walensky CDC, the average age of death of COVID is 79, the age of the president. Or is he 81? I can't remember. Whatever he is. I think he's 79. I think he's about to turn 80. So she, she just says an absolute, just spouts an absolute bold-faced lie from her podium. And then people who are conservatives take her recommendations about their response to COVID-19. Truly amazes me. Daniel Horowitz tweet. One, one of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. It's very easy to disguise a medical program as a humanitarian project. Ronald Reagan, 1961. Go to this next one for me. Well, this is from the White House. Remember what Ronald Reagan just said. We are intent on not letting Overcron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated you've done the right thing and we will get through this so if you are of the privileged class if you don't have the gold star on you get all your privileges for the unvaccinated you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves your families and the hospital and the hospitals you may soon you you may soon overwhelm so let's go over this you bring it back to me 
So first of all, Joe Biden said there's going to be an extreme winter of severe illness and death. Um, nope. There has not been at all. The people who are dying of COVID, if I, I can tell you the stats right off the top of my head, because I've looked at the charts. And by the way, they come from their governmental entities. These are not right-wing websites. In Scotland, 82% of their COVID deaths are fully vaccinated people. 82, and it's funny how it works in Scotland, the same as it does in Great Britain. Of course, they are right next to each other. In Great Britain, 82% of their COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. 75% of hospitalizations in Great Britain for COVID-19 are fully vaccinated. 80% of hospitalizations in in Australia are fully vaccinated. 80% of the COVID deaths in Australia are fully vaccinated. 90% of COVID hospitalizations in Israel are fully vaccinated. The CDC in our own country is hiding and refusing to release the statistical information about the vaccinated and hospitalized why would that be but yet there you have it if you want to usher in totalitarianism do what hitler did he did the same thing with typhoid he did the exact same thing by accusing the jews of of proliferating typhoid at a greater rate than everybody else in in germany and everybody bought into it and the next thing you know you've got dachau that's how it works so that could never really that could never happen with covid camps in canada covid camps in australia COVID camps about to start in the United States before until everybody started to cool their jets, but they've all kept their emergency powers. All right, go to the next one for me, Will. Jeopardy Becca. Look at the volumes. Remember what this, this brief little snippet's about is that the government uses medical emergencies. I was speaking to somebody about this the other day. There's always going to be a valid excuse for the mark of the beast. There will always be a valid excuse. They're not going to come to you and say, hey, take the devil's mark. There's going to be a reason that people could buy into. Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. It will seem right, just like 99.9% of Christians who masked, closed their churches, and are now vaccinated. They bought in. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And this whole thing has been about ushering, first to get you to totalitarianism, after you get to totalitarianism, then they usher in Revelation chapter 13, beast one, beast two, the mark of the beast. Look at the difference right here. Look at the volume of vaccines in 2019 compared to 1986. You'd almost think there was money to be made from this, not just money. It's ushering in hierarchy a hierarchical system an oligarchy system where you have very few controlling the masses via vaccine passports look at the difference 1986 to 2019 there it is plain as day no dispute irrefutable 1986 very few vaccinations and now look at where we are now and you can tag two on the end of that with with the COVID-19 we'll have more than two AstraZeneca Johnson and Johnson Moderna and Pfizer all tagged on now to that 2019 list for 2021 and 22. Thomas Massey tweet, there is no federal law that requires passengers to wear masks on airplanes. That's the end of it. Full stop. You should never wear a mask. They can't mandate you to wear a mask. Now, yes, a private company can do it. I've been saying this from day one. If a private company tells you that you have to wear a pink tutu to walk into their store, then you have to. Now then what do you do? You simply don't you simply don't shop at that store. So under private situations, they can mandate that, you know, just like you, if you want somebody 
to come into your house, you can make stipulations about whether how they come in your house. You have to take your shoes off, whatever it may be. You can do that. It's your own private private property. But when it comes to liberals, are always spouting out this is federally mandated. No, no, no. Speak to it honestly. That is privately mandated. Now it doesn't mean yes, Joe Biden put this out to the FAA, but it's illegal. When, when the Democrats mandated that you have to wear a mask on a flight via the, via the federal government. Now, if United Airlines wants you to wear a mask, they can stipulate that. But the federal government can't unless they go through the proper process, which is outlined by Thomas Massey in the second part of the tweet. Article 1, Section 1 vests all legislative powers in the Congress which means the executive and judicial branches cannot usurp lawmaking authority via executive fiat executive orders coming from the White House. It is, leave this up, it has never been mandated the correct way that you have to wear a mask by the government. Never. So anybody who actually throws that out there, that this is federally mandated, they also can't federally mandate vaccines, which is why they're losing all their court cases. This is why you have to stand. This is why if your foundation church right here in Northport, Florida, you say, you know what? Take all of your mandates, take all of your suggestions, take all of your executive orders that didn't go through the proper process and shove them up your own caboose. That's what you do. And even if they do go through the right process, if they're unconstitutional, then take them sideways and shove them up your own caboose. Executive and judicial branches cannot usurp lawmaking authority, nor can Congress delegate lawmaking authority to them. Absolute fact. Ian Miller tweet, let's just sum this up using California v. Florida. Despite all of California's mask mandates, vaccine mandates, passports, school closures, and lockdowns, the CDC estimates that a higher percentage of Californians got COVID than Floridians. So if you do, you can just go right to the graph, Will. So if you follow all of Anthony Fauci's mandates or, and, or you don't follow all of Anthony, or, or let's put it this way. If you follow all of Anthony Fauci's mandates, you get the black line. If you follow none of Anthony Fauci's mandates, you get the orange line. So why do it? It's, it, it's if you notice the parallels between the Ukraine and COVID, well, none of these sanctions were meant to detour Vladimir Putin, then why do it? Because COVID mitigations are sanctions. If they do nothing but harm, which is what Joe Biden says about his own sanctions to Ukraine, then why do them? Do you see, do you see how these two things match, how they run parallel to one another? Because Ukraine is, two point, is COVID 2.0. Uh, let's look at this. Let's go into vaccines. Put up that next pick for me, Will. I just did a whole, I just, I got this from a friend of mine. Thanks, coach, if you're watching. Coach from Ohio, I won't say your name, but I appreciate you, a close friend of mine. I got this from the article that you sent me. You said that I probably had read it, but I had not, so I did. So here it is. I just, I just put together this. I've been saying that I was going to do this for months, so I want to do it now. I want to show you what's really happening with the vaccines, since you're definitely not going to hear it from the Biden administration, from the FDA, from the CDC, and from many on the, on the right. You're not going to hear any of these things because if you say things like this, it might hurt your political career. It might cause people to leave your church. You still tell the truth. Forget the, you know, just forget the consequences. 
Tell the truth. Here's the truth. Here's one. NBL star, Ben Magnet, diagnosed with pericarditis after a Pfizer vaccine. Go to the next one. Worldwide surge of sports people suffering sudden health issues and death. Norway, November, 20, November 2nd, 2021. Stockholm. Oh, no. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Island, Islandic midfielder Imal Passan collapsed during a football game in Norway. Second, he looks like a real unhealthy guy, doesn't he? He looks like, I mean, he, he literally has no body fat at all. Norway, second division Monday evening after suffering a cardiac, cardiac arrest. Go to the next one. Bascout Saragova, Saragoza. Notice how these things are not being published in the United States because they're being suppressed by our lamestream mainstream media. Joins the pain for the death of Stevan Jalafak. Officially communicated by rest in peace. Look at another. He's dead. What is he? What, is, what do all these people have in common? All triple vax. Go to the next one for me. That's the same guy. Go to the next one for me. An Egyptian football manager has died at the age of 53 after suffering a heart attack while celebrating his team stoppage uh, time winner. Go to the next one. Last Friday, two players collapsed in the one game. Two German soccer players suddenly and unexpectedly collapsed during the same match. Go to the next one. I already did that. Go to the next one. Marvin Morgan dead. It's not Will's fault. It's all my fault. I was redundant. Marvin Morgan dead. Footballer and fashion designer passes away at 38. All these people triple vaxxed. What do we got next, Will? What is that? Oh, here's the graph. But give me the verbiage first. Can you throw the verbiage up? And there you go. 108 registered FIFA players, coaches have died in the past six months. Leave, no, no, leave that up for just a second. Let's look at that. 108 people, which by the way, is five times their average. And, I, and I think that's actually way more than that. I think it's people trying to cover their rear ends. But 108 men that are in the prime of their lives you can't be listen i hate soccer i do i hate soccer been i've been a football guy my whole life however in all honesty you can't be in better shape than a soccer player and 108 in a year in six months drop dead and this doesn't send alarm bells off to anybody go to the next verbiage for me will Five-fold increase in sudden cardiac deaths of FIFA players in 2021. 183 professional athletes and coaches have suddenly collapsed. One under, oh gosh, I didn't realize that until I just read this. I read it before, but it's just catching me now. 183 professional athletes and coaches have suddenly collapsed. 108 out of 183 are dead. According to the literature, the phenomenon of collapsing athletes breakdown for reasons unrelated to injury is rare. So what is causing this sudden epidemic? Now, what I did too off that article that my friend sent me is I printed out, I'm not going to read all these to you, obviously, but I want to show, oh yeah, put the graph up first, Will. Let me, I'll put this, this, now notice that's the average deaths from 20, from 2001 to 2021 look at the difference in 2021 in comparison to 2020 2019 2018 17 16 whatever it may be that's the difference that's what we're seeing and then what does hillary clinton say what does barack hussein obama say what does jen Psaki say i'm so glad i'm vaccinated and look at this is the truth they're bold-faced demonic liars who i don't think even have taken the vaccine 
But they're both, if they did, it was a placebo they shot into their arm. This is what the vaccine is truly doing. So I have this list. You bring it back to me. There you go. So I, I'm not going to read all. Just, you know, 15-year-old footballer, Stephen Sylvester, collapsed, collapsed and dies during conditioning practice. 18-year-old football player, Emmanuel Antoine, dies after collapsing on field. 13-year-old football player dies after practice. They've all got names attached to them. 17-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old, 16-year-old, 19-year-old, 16-year-old, 15-year-old, 19-year-old, all collapsing. Here's the pages. You ready? This is the list. Every single time you see a little star next to the name, that's an individual. Tom, when's this going to end? I wish it would end a whole lot sooner. Name after name after name after name. Not done. I'll read, now that I've gone through all those pages, I'll read a couple more. Italian 18-year-old soccer player suddenly faints on the field. France 40-year-old St. James player suffers heart attack after warming up. 25-year-old German goalkeeper Lucas Bomber suddenly dies. Mexico 16-year-old student Hector Manuel Mendoza dies of a heart attack while training. Brazil 18-year-old footballer Felipe de Jesus has double heart attack fighting for his life. All of these. By the way, this is all 2021. You haven't even calculated 2022 yet. It's only just begun. And then you've got the vaccine pimps and whores like Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz. Well, Ted Cruz may be against vaccine mandates, but he certainly has pimped and whored the vaccine. And I love Ted Cruz, but I, the truth is truth. I don't sit, I don't equivocate truth based on whether I like somebody or not. The truth is the truth. Donald Trump is one of the largest, most prolific vaccine pimps and whores there are. He stopped recently because if he didn't, all of his rallies would be empty. It needs to stop. This is killing people. And by the hundreds of thousands, by the way, 2 billion people have been vaccinated. This is going to be the biggest Holocaust this earth has ever seen it would already be right now it would already be if people were actually reporting the data they're not ae tweet he took two medical timeouts during the final the first one came after he lost the first set nadal went inside with a trainer tapping his upper left chest go juan morales tweet Rafael Nadal ended with with heavy chest pain after indian wells final match this is after Rafael nadal jumped all over Novak Djokovic and, and maligned him for not getting vaccinated. You know what? I think, leave this up, Will. You know, I think it's a better, it's, a, it's actually better to not win the Australian Open for a third or fourth consecutive time, which Djokovic would have done. I think it's actually better to not have that happen and live. How about you? But instead, people bent over for their careers and took the death jab. And here's the things that could be happening with everybody. It's either ADE or capillary blood clotting or both. Antibody dependent enhancement syndrome, which basically gives you AIDS. It's not AIDS. It's just the same affect as AIDS. It turns your own, leave this up. It turns your own immune system into an usher for viruses and infections. 
instead of a killer of viruses and infections. So let's go. Rafael Nadal ended with heavy chest pain at the Indian Wells final match. The same day, the that Calabrelli, a, a, a French Italian cyclist, collapses with cardiac arrest at the Catalunya Tour. This never happens. I want everybody you can bring it back to me, Will. I want everybody to think. When, when does this ever happen? You'll see all the liberal, moronic, stupid idiots that will do anything to defend their neurosis, to to defend their wrongness. They've never seen it. Hey, do that video side by side. Can you guys do that for me? There you go. This is it. Yeah, just mute it. That's Raphael Naldal. Don't tell me you've ever seen this before. Don't tell me you've seen this before. Don't tell me you've ever seen the world's number one tennis player leave a, che- leave a tennis match with sharp chest pains. Don't tell me you have libtards. Go ahead. Well, you know what? Go ahead. We know you're bold-faced liars anyway. But we've never seen anything like this before. It's all bold-faced lies. Don't take that jab. Go to the next one for me. Chuck Colesto tweet. Breaking report. Here's the Italian champion cyclist, Sonny Calbrelli, 31, collapses after first stage of Volta in Spain. Medics perform CPR. CPR. Purely for a heart situation. Cardiopulmonary resuscitation on a 31 a 31-year-old in the prime of his life, professional cyclist. We've never seen anything like this before. Those of you that are watching this, well, I know we're, we're cut from the same cloth. We're birds of a feather. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there's always a few. For the few that are watching that are still lying to yourself, if you're still lying to yourself as a pastor because you turned your church into a vaccine temple, this is the truth. This is what you're doing. And God is watching because God so loves these people that he sent his one and only son into the world that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And these people are losing their chance of salvation if they're not saved and dying and going to a devil's hell, which is the plan of the Antichrist and all of his minions. You don't think there's minions, really? For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The following verse, 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen. There's plenty of agents of the Antichrist, and they always are after human life. That's why you have can't remember what state it was. Jonathan Shuttlesworth put it out. It may have been Virginia, but don't hold me to that. <clears throat> we had a state legislator. Maybe I can't remember. I think maybe it was a New England state. I can't remember, so I don't want to falsely accuse Glenn Youngkin's Virginia of anything because Glenn Youngkin's doing an ab- absolutely fabulous job in Virginia. To my great shock, actually. I thought he was more of a moderate. But they put out legislation. I think his last name was Sullivan, but I can't remember. I'll see if I can find it for a later date. Put out legislation that you're allowed to abort your baby 28 days after he or she is born. They're always after perversion, and they're always after human death. That's what they want. All right, go to the next one for me. Donald J. Trump, tracker. Breaking military service members have been suddenly dying in their bunks since the summer of last year. I wonder, oh, I wonder why that was. What, ha- what started happening in the summer of last year? And now you have Thomas Rents' federal lawsuit 
that you have heart attacks up, basically all of this up two to 300% heart attacks, cancer, Bell's palsy, HIV, birth, uh, uh, miscarriages, neurological disorders are up a thousand percent. And now you have military members. The state was Maryland. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. If you can fig- figure out that dude's name, let me know. I'll throw that out there too. Maryland was where they try. They're trying to actually. Well, one legislature, one legislator is actually this up. Well, is actually trying to institute where you can abort your baby 28 days after he or she is born. Who? I wonder how they're going to do that. Is that via lethal injection, or does the doctor actually go in and and strangle the kid to death? How does that work? These are demonic people. There's no words to describe it outside of just blatant evil, which is no different than this. You're vaccinating this right here. You're vaccinating 18-year-olds who have no statistical chance of dying of COVID whatsoever. And now you have military service members have been suddenly dying in their bunks since the summer of last year. And Fort Bragg has listed their deaths as undetermined. It's all going to come out. As a matter of fact, let's take that break right now and we're going to pray. Holy Spirit, continue to expose all of the vaccine criminals, expose all of the vaccine deaths, all of the vaccine injuries, all of the adverse vaccine statistics, bring them to the light. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. Bring to the light all of these criminals. Bring to the light all of these that have lied about these vaccines. All of these that have proliferated and pimped these vaccines. Bring them to the light to the extent that even the corrupt Goebbels, lamestream, mainstream media has to report it. to their utter humiliation. Lord, we pray this right now. Do this, Lord, day after day, week after week, month after month, exposing the darkness via the light. Lord, we pray this, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name, and it's done. Senator, State Senator, yeah, put that up, Will. Put his pick up. That State Senator William Smith looks like a nice guy, doesn't he? Looks like a perfectly nice young man. He's not. He wants you to be able to kill your child 28 days after he or she is born. Rise Melbourne video. Just play it for me, Will. So the pictures of him are, as I say, are worrying. Looks like he's been hooked up to an ECG machine, tested his heartbeat. I think you might immediately skip to the likes of little Robert, but there are a lot of players who have an irregular heartbeat. The medication are going to come back. So we'll pull our jets there and wait for an official diagnosis. Let's wish the best from the worrying pictures there. Prime of his life has to leave the game for an irregular heartbeat. I bet you that never happened before he took the COVID-19. Here's Dr. Peter McAuliffe. Play it for me. I, yeah, I wanted to comment. Edward Dowd is a billionaire. He's former BlackRock uh, manager who's come out. He's been the first big guy in Wall Street to come out and said basically Pfizer defrauded the government. It's clear now. All the insurance companies are showing anybody who takes a vaccine much higher risk of death over the next year the, the insurance companies are blowing up with deaths all over especially in young people it just hit yesterday um the millennial generation the mortality is way up the vaccine accelerates death from other causes so if someone has cancer the vaccine accelerates that if someone has heart disease one's more likely to have fatal heart attacks and strokes the blood clotting it's undeniable the vaccines cause blood clotting 
which is a, a common cause of final death as a large blood clot travels to the lung or in the brain. Justin Bieber's wife had a blood clot in the brain. All the athletes dying on the field. You can see it all over. The vaccine is incredibly risky. And it is basically it's achieving its goal. If, if the goal was to reduce the world's population, it's working. Now, we have it's not been long enough to see the impact of the vaccine on fertility, but that's the next shoe to drop. That's the truth. That's Dr. Peter McAuliffe, used to be world-renowned until he told the truth and suffered the political consequences. Now he's considered fringe. But those of us who are watching this right now, you know he's not fringe, and that's the absolute truth. This is a crime that's been perpetrated on the entire global community, and these people must pay just as we just prayed in Jesus' name. Back to perversion. Run that video for me. Uh, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- so a Harvard graduate nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States cannot say what the definition of a woman is. That's where, that's where we're at right now. Go to the next one for me. Now, I just want to illustrate. This is where the left is in our country. Dr. Michelle E. Morse, notice her title, NYC. She is in charge of New York City Health. Dr. Michelle Morse in charge of New York City Health. Now remember, Ketanji Brown-Jackson can't define what a woman is, but now, and now you got Dr. Michelle Morse in charge of all health things in New York City. The urgency of this moment is clear. Mortality rates of birthing people are too high and babies born to black and Puerto Rican mothers in this city. What, what, what did she just say mother? I thought that was birthing people in this city are three times more likely to die in their first year of life than babies born to non-Hispanic white birthing people. If you lean any in any way, shape or form towards this orthodoxy, you are a moronic fool. Tom, you shouldn't talk like that. You're a pastor of a church. Jesus called people Satan. Jesus called people whitewashed tombs. Jesus called people sons of hell. Moronic is perfectly fine. There is no such thing as a birthing person. That would be a female. But now they're too afraid to even say it. And if you, if you in any way, shape, or form from the pulpit of your church dance around any of this stuff, You are verging on the point of heresy. You are almost right. You really, you pretty pretty much are right there. Let's go to the next one. Greg Price video. Love this. Is that where we're at? Or did I miss one? Oh, we are. I keep screwing up the show. But anyway, ESPN broadcasters for NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. A lot of you have seen this, but I'm going to link this with Disney, so stay with me. ESPN broadcaster for the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament took a moment of silence in protest against the Florida bill that made it illegal to teach sexual orientation and gender identity to four to eight-year-olds. This is what they're protesting against. Play it for me. To go, our LGBTQIA plus teammates at Disney asked for our solidarity and support, including our company's support, in opposition to the parental rights in education bill in the state of Florida and similar legislature across the United States. And a threat to any 
human rights is a threat to all human rights. And at this time, Courtney and I, we're going to take a pause from our broadcast to show our love and support for our friends. So there you go. Now, uh, what the threats to human rights are what? The right of a five-year-old to learn about anal sex between two men? Is that the threat to human rights that these people are talking about? Remember what they said, that they were doing this protest in solidarity with their teammates at Disney because Disney owns ESPN. Go to the next one for me, Will. Seems there's a reason from Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Seems there's a reason Disney, CNN, etc. were fighting the Florida anti-grooming bill so aggressively. Um, Disney employees among 108 arrested in Florida human trafficking sting. So they're standing in solidarity with human traffickers. Great job, ESPN. It's no wonder you have to fi- you have to fire tens to hundreds of people every year because nobody's watching ESPN anymore. Here's some Disney employees walking off the job because once again they don't want five-year-olds to learn about men having anal sex with other men play it for me timmy so what are you saying tom should we cancel our passes to disney absolutely absolutely make disney pay just like donald trump is going to make hillary pay for making up Russian collusion, they should be made to pay also. Just wait till all of us conservatives stop going to Disney. You'll make it, you know what'll happen? It happens every time. You'll see another company that comes out to serve us. Maybe it'll be Bush Gardens. What are some of the other ones, guys? Universal. Yeah, Universal. I don't go to anything. I hate, I feel like a big giant lump of beef whenever I go to those things standing in line. Three and a half hours going down turnstiles. No, thank you. I just, I'd rather just clip skis on my feet and ski down hills. That's what I do. But if you like to go to those things, just pretty, you want to pay $17 for a small Coke, go right ahead. But anyway, other companies will rise up because they want our dollars. They want our dollars. We need to start being muscular. We need to start taking action. Well, you know, I don't want to go a year without seeing Mickey. What? What are you for? Oh, oh, you're. Are you one of the five-year-olds that they're trying to teach anal sex to? Mateo Murta tweet. Disney CEO opposed Florida's bill to stop sexualizing little children in school. Nearly boycotted Georgia due to a pro-life bill. Disney so far is excluding is including a same-sex kiss in their new kids' film Lightyear. Produce Mulan <laughs> in a Chinese province home to a concentration camp. Oh, bravo, Disney. Bravo, Disney, and to all the Christians that are addicted to Disney. It's time to cut that cord. Go to the next one for me. I love this. Might be my favorite. This might be my favorite thing of the night. From Libs of TikTok. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. Just absolutely fabulous material. Dorn Becker Children's Hospital. And of course, Ted Wheeler's Portland, Oregon, has a detailed guide on tucking for kids. <laughs> my, one of my, my co-producer over here, Will, just groaned. At the end, they also refer to, they also refer children to a sex toy shop for gender affirming items. Now leave this up for me. See, the point you need to understand, as co- the point of COVID-19 is to get you to the vaccine passport, the mark of the beast, 
That's the point of COVID-19. We're not there yet because it's not on your forehead on your right hand. So you have a COVID passport, you still have hope. The point of transgender story time, the point of everybody calling Ron DeSantis's bill the don't say gay bill, which has nothing to do with that. It has to do with sexualizing kids is because the left are sexual perverts who are trying to usher in the acceptance of pedophilia. That is what is happening. I.e. Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton on his flight 26 times. Bill Gates, friends with Jeff, Jeff Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, which cost him his marriage, or at least had a part in costing him, his, costing him his marriage. But now you have a hospital teaching. For those of you who don't know what tucking is, I don't know either until I read this. They actually have a guide. I hope it doesn't have pictures. The guide is right there below. I don't know what that is. Aaron's pointing stuff to me with his cursor. I don't know what it is. But I hope it doesn't have illuminating pictures to it. But they're teaching children how to tuck their penises between their legs so that they can identify as a woman. That is the left in this culture. If you are somebody who's a Democrat and you don't agree with this, you have way more in common with me than them. I have a, a family member of mine who's outraged. She's a former conf- uh, competitive swimmer. Outraged by what's happening with Billy Thomas. That's Leah Thomas's real name's William. With Billy Thomas. Outraged. Well, you voted it in? This is what you want. Maybe it's not what you want. Maybe you need to re-examine your politics and say, you know what? I think that people should be able to smoke marijuana, but I'm not really in favor of people tucking their genitals between their legs and calling themselves women and then competing against my daughter in a women's sport. Maybe that's not who you are. Maybe you need to examine yourself and say, you know what? Now it's time to change sides. And let me just say this to everybody out there. If you're watching on Facebook, do the best you can to share this podcast. They won't let me friend you. So you're wondering, why is it that I watch this all the time and I never get a friend request from the TLP podcast or Foundation Church or Tom Lipley himself? I can't. They won't let us send friend requests. So like our stuff, you can friend us. Friend us, but we can't send you a friend request. The reason why those of you on Facebook don't get the introduction every every time, you know, our, our pre, what do we call it, Aaron? Our, our countdown. The reason why you don't get that is they ban us every time for using our own music that we bought. So share this as much as you can. They probably won't let you. Those of you on Rumble are the ones I need the most. Share this podcast. Everybody needs to hear not just politics. They need politics interwoven with the word of God, which is the Bible. Share, share, share. Do it now. Raheem Kassam tweet. Remember about us telling you about the left and pedophilia? Funny how you got uh, Katanji Brown Jackson now, who's the very light censor on not just child sex offenses, but all sex offenses. What, Raheem Kassam, what a story in three parts. Put the first pick up for me, Will. Clinton backed Haiti pastor indicted on child sex charges. What a coincidence. Next. Joe Biden's Supreme Court pick has uncomfortable history of leniency for child sex offenders. Next, I'd say she's qualified. You have Hillary Clinton coming on board. Funny how it all works, isn't it? 
that all of these perverts rally together to usher in their perverted agenda. Go to the next one for me, Jesse Kelly tweet. We're going to lose a we're going to lose a major war. You see, you think that well, that's just the outskirts. That's just the leftist. That's just you know I'm working on my iPad over here so I can see who's on. That's just the leftist. That's just politics. No, you know what? There's there's wars that are in the balance, military action that's in the balance, and it is all. It's not just it's not just streaming into our military. It's a waterfall into our military. We're not talking about little tributaries into into the military with this woke agenda, with gender identity, homosexual and transgender politics, all, all being pushed on the military. These are not tributaries. These are not drips. This is a full deluge into our military. This is Jacqueline Van whatever. I'll bring up her, her cover photo in just a second. From, from, the, from the Air Force, and basically in charge of the Air Force, we're gonna lose a major war. Here's what she writes. Our strength lies in our diversity. I wonder if Vladimir Putin says that. I, I, I'm just curious. I wonder if Vladimir Putin says that. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if Xi Jinping says that. I wonder if they say our strength lies in our diversity. It's about casting the net wider, not a smaller circle. What does that have to do with killing people and breaking things? What, what does that have to do with it? The idea from Rush Limbaugh, stealing this from the great Rush Limbaugh, militaries exist to kill people and break things. What does this have to do with that? The military is not here for a woke social experiment. Where was I there? Oh, differing perspectives bring better solutions to our complex problem. Really, together we deliver. How, how, does, how is this going to help us in military conflicts? I right, put the pickup for me, Will, just so you can see what she was talking about. No, there's another one. Isn't there one with the girls on there? And I give you that? Uh, I did. I sent it to you guys, but I must not have pulled up. Here she is. Gener- uh, General Jacqueline Van Ost. U.S. Transcom CDR, commander of U.S. Transcom, pilot, U.S. Air Force. And that's her ideology. Oh, there you go. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There it is. That, that's the post she put out. How's this going to help? And Tom, you're a, you're, a, you're a male chauvinist. Well, oh, let's leave this up. Let's, let's, let's look into that for just a moment. I'll be, I'll be blatantly honest with you, as I always am. I don't want women fighting wars. Men are better at fighting wars than women. Period. It's not just that I don't want women. First of all, I don't want women captured and raped. Second of all, I mean, I want you to go back and I want you to pull up all the history of all POWs for all war. And I want you to find out where there was a lot of homosexual raping going on. None. Tom, this is awfully vulgar. Don't care. Men should be fighting in wars. Women should not be. Period. That's the way that it should be. Now, if I, was I to choose a surgeon, I don't care whether it's male or female. I choose a doctor, I don't care. An accountant, even a president, I don't care. But fighting in wars, when it requires physical acumen, it should be men. Period. Unless women can, can pass the exact same test, which I didn't get to this tonight. The military just changed their physical fitness requirements again, lowering them so that women can pass. That's the facts. Women can't run as fast as men. 
Women can't lift as much as men. It is what it is. Now there's women out there that can lift more than me and run faster than me. You're welcome to it. But on the whole, men should be the ones that are in frontline position, forward positions in the military period see i tell the truth and i know that i just lost viewers because of it maybe even church members i don't care breaking report chuck cholesterol u.s army officially begins dishonorably discharging soldiers but don't worry we've got diversity going on they're dishonorably dishonorably discharging soldiers because they refuse to get blood clots and ade and i say to those that are being dishonorably discharged, your day of redemption draweth nigh. As we're going to work all that we can to get everybody wrongfully fired in this country back into their jobs where they belong, especially the military. Love you all. Back here, 1030, do not miss. Saturday night, don't miss. Back here, we'll break it all down once again. Again, 1030, share as much as you can, especially those of you on Rumble, those of you on Facebook, friend us, friend us, friend us, because we can't friend you. Love you all, 1030 Saturday night. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what? You come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never going to close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.